Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with Maria Quattrone. Now, Maria is the owner and CEO of Maria Quattrone and Associates with Remax at Home, which is located in Philadelphia. Now, Maria has over 25 years worth of sales and marketing and branding experience. Now, which is really awesome. Last year in 2019, Real Trends and the Wall Street Journal awarded Maria the 76th position of the top 100 agents in all of the United States. Maria is ranked number one among all REMAX agents in Pennsylvania and is currently number 11 among all REMAX agents globally. Now, under her leadership as CEO, her company has grown into one of the most successful real estate companies in all of Philadelphia, and she has assisted with her clients' acquisitions and dispositions totaling over two thousand properties with over $500 million in sales. I know you're going to love this interview, so stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. Rich Fournier here from the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, and in today's episode, I have a special guest with us, Maria Quattrone from Philadelphia Remax, top individual producer, Real Trends. Super excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here. Rich, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on your Peak Results Academy podcast this morning. You know, this podcast is about what creates a peak result in someone's life, business, or health. Today, we're talking about all things real estate in Philadelphia. You know, I was looking you up and doing some research on you and um, 187 transactions plus last year, um, according to Real Trends. It's an extraordinary number. Um, how did you do that? Let's be honest. You know, the average real estate agent does what, four deals a year? You're at 187. Like, that's a peak result. It's pretty amazing. Teamwork make the dream work. But, you know, so, let, so let's talk about that. You know, the very few agents, you know, last, never mind thrive in the business, right? So I'm always curious of why you, Maria, like what makes you so different compared to other agents that aren't, you know, even hitting 20 transactions a year? Like what makes you special? I think it's mindset, the belief and actually being able to do it. And I get up every day and they'll say, why do you do what you do? I said, because while I'm here on this earth, I'm going to give the best that I can every single day. And it's my job to become a better person, a better human, a better wife, a better sibling, business owner, daughter. Um, and that's what we're here to do. So I'm not one to sit in on my laurels and rest and, just not what I do. Right. How long have you been in the game? Um, this is 16. 16 years in the game of real estate. Now, have you always had amazing success like you're having, or has this been a, a progression over time? Um, so I started in the business in 2004. I was part-time. I, my past career was in radio advertising sales. I sold airtime. So 
figure out how to do that. I think you could figure out how to sell real estate pretty easily. I came into the game and hit the ground running in 2005, February 5th. And so just past 15 years full time. And it's been, I never looked back. And I was in the business for about two months when I got an assistant. Wow. And so you got an assistant really early. Yeah, really early. I did about eight million that year from February to December. Um, and I I wouldn't even do I wouldn't even be in the business if I didn't have staff around to support me. Because my focus is on the clients and building the relationships and being the market expert, understanding market statistics understanding absorption rate being ahead of <clears throat> excuse me being ahead of where the market is going being um the thought leader and putting the marketing out there and everybody else does everything else <laughs> got it got it and so you're the one only one on the transactions yes so i do have a listing partner um as well and i have um a back office staff in front of the office so from ops to inside sales, uh, we have one person, a closing manage, manager, marketing, and um, yeah. And then uh, my husband also works in the business, but he does all things outside of the office. Scott, so. he's helping sign installations and yeah, everything. All, all the the support system functions. Without it, you can't run a business. So. Let's get down into the nitty gritty a little bit. Like, so you get an agent, you know, you get someone that comes into business and they sit around the office trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And you hit the ground running, did 8 million in your first 11 months, $8 million worth of, of, of sales. Like, did someone give you a, a book of business? Did they give you a data sheet to, to cold call? Nope. Like, how did that work? I had no business. I had no business. In fact, my family and friends didn't want to work with me. Actually, one friend did work with me, but most people were thought I was crazy because I left a job where I was making a good living by most people's standards. And they said, how could you just go and do this? Like you've been doing the other career for 11 years, right out of college. And I said, well, I want an opportunity to not have a glass ceiling and be in a business where the sky is the limit and I think that this could be the career for me. So I started from zero. I would just answer the phone when people called and talk to them. And they called from the sign. I would, they didn't, usually don't buy that house. So I would just talk to them and ask them questions and schedule a little time to meet with them. I was doing a buyer consult before I even knew what a buyer consult was. And so the first year, actually, all those sales were buy side sales. I think, I, I don't even think I had a listing I'm, or I might've had one listing. Right. They were all buy sides. There was 34 buy sides, I think. Wow. Wow. And did you, did you cold call to get some of that business or how did that business come in? I mean, if you didn't have any listings, how did you generate buyers? So I worked for a tiny brokerage. Yeah. He just started and he would have, he also, bought properties and did some property management. So he would have signs on his properties. People would call about them and I would just talk to them about real estate. Right. So 
the properties might have been sold already or they might be rented out, whatever. And so I already knew how to talk to people because I worked with business owners when I sold advertising. I worked with advertising agencies and owners of companies. So I was used to already having a pretty high level conversations with people's about people's money. They were investing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in advertising spend, some millions of dollars a year. Some, you know, with just our one station, a quarter of a million dollars. Right. So I wasn't afraid to have conversations with people. And I already had been hung up on and kicked out of people's offices in radio so many times that I just didn't care. So let me ask you a question. Where did this mindset come from? Did it come from your parents? Like, did you naturally have this innate ability to not worry about what other people thought about you? No, because when I started in advertising, I was, I think, 24 years old. And they gave me a notepad, a stack of business cards, and a piece of paper, a pa- I mean, a yellow pages and a pen. And they said, call people. (laughs) And I would go in every single day and I would stare at the phone and then I would call people and then I would hang up on them because I didn't know what to say. And then I would sit there and I would cry and I would hide in the bathroom or hide in my car and smoke cigarettes (laughs) back in 1988. This is great stuff. Everyone talks about how great they are, but like what, how did someone become great? Yeah, a lot of a lot of crying, a lot of trying, a lot of hanging up on people, a lot of being hung up on. And then so one day my boss said to me, he was a really kind man, Ron Smith, and he said, Maria, why don't you go and just go to the businesses and ask who handles their advertising? So get in your car, just go drive to places, make a list, and So I did that, and then I would find out the person, and then I would go back to the office the next day, and then now I knew the person's name, and maybe I made contact with Mary at the front desk. So I'd say, oh, Mary, it's Maria. I met yesterday. Is Frank in? You know, I wanted to talk to him about setting up an appointment uh, to talk to him about advertising on TV. And so at least I would now have some confidence built because I had Mary's name, I met her, I gave her my card, and now I'm calling to make an appointment with, with Frank. So I started to do that, and I started to get some appointments, and from the appointments, and then I was thinking, because I was starting to sell, but I, we were selling only like four weeks at a time. I didn't understand. I was like, why are we doing this? I said, isn't it better if we could sign them up for a long time? So we came up, I talked to Ron, and we came up with a plan. A, B, and C. 12 weeks, 26 weeks, or 52 weeks. And for these packages, the more you bought, the less it cost you per spot. Right. And then if you bought for like a year, you got the commercial for free. So I would go to them and I would present to them the packages the advertisers after I did the meeting, I went back and then I came another meeting presented. And so within 16 months, I became the second uh, highest selling uh, salesperson there. The first person, she was there for like 20 some years. I didn't think I was ever going to 
be able to surpass her in the time that I was going to stay at that company because I was, I was, my plan was to be there for a short time and then go back to Philadelphia because I was driving down to a beach community and selling down there, which was over an hour from my house every day, back and forth. And so my plan worked and I called up the radio station in Philly that I wanted to work at because I had interviewed back a year, two years ago before this. And I said, hey, Sil, Maria Quattrone, um, I got the experience now. Uh, here's what I did. I want to come and talk to you about working at the radio station. And Sil passed me on to Cassandra, and then she didn't answer my call, so I had to call her like five times. I just kept calling, calling, leaving messages. And I got, they gave me the job. And uh, then it started, and then I had to go through a whole new thing, radio, and calling people. Now I'm in Philadelphia. They're not as nice in Philadelphia as they are in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and the surrounding little counties there. They're nice down there. They're mean in Philly. They would hang up on you and they say, F you, don't call me again. I'm sick of you people. Your station sucks. <laughs> All this stuff. So, so you got strong, like you really developed some thick skin. And the only way is you can't buy that. You got to experience it. You got to live it. You have to experience it. And so people think like they see all the glory, but they don't know the story, right? So they don't know the nights I was up. I was the first one actually in the office, the last one to leave. I would drive home, like had a bad day in tears. I can't believe this. And then I just kept going back and I kept doing it and doing it and I didn't give up. And because of that, I was able to excel. And then I worked at several different stations over my career. And then I realized that there was a glass ceiling in that industry right. and I didn't like it. Plus it was a lot of nepotism and that was also pissed me off. So you know, I would say like I had my panties in a bunch for a few years and I kept looking for other opportunities. And then one day a friend of mine said, you'd be really great in real estate. And I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I see people walking around the city carrying signs. Why are they carrying these signs? Like it's weird. <laughs> anyway, that was like superficial stuff, but I, uh, I talked got, to, right. Yeah. And then I, I, I talked to his partner and I said, wow, can I, I asked him about like, what can I make income wise? And I kept asking him, well, what about this amount and this amount and this amount? And he's like, yeah, somebody did that. I'm like, really? Somebody did it? And he was like, yep. I said, well, I'm going to do it. So I made a decision and I booked the class. And I said, okay, I'm not going to leave my job until I know that I can be self-sufficient because I didn't have anybody else. I was responsible for my own bills. And that's why I did the, both jobs for, you know, a year-ish, just yeah. under a year. Yeah. yeah, it took a lot of courage to make that kind of jump. Um, when you look at a new agent starting today, Maria, would you say, should they join a team or should they um, just go off on their own right away? What's the best way? Today, yeah. July 2nd, 2020, 
2020 today in the middle of COVID. Join a team. Join a team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very hard for an agent to go alone. And the, one of the things that I see and that people aren't honest about the real estate industry is that there's seven jobs in one real estate transaction just on our side, not including mortgage title, insurance, anything like that. So how is it that one human can do seven things well and give the client, the customer, the best customer experience? It's my belief that you can't. It's impossible. Unless you do maybe one, day, one transaction a month, maybe you can. But even then, how could you be good at marketing, making it rain, going on an appointment, doing the, um, the, all of the descriptions, the pictures, getting all this done? Like, that's, there's, that's why in our company, we specialize. So everybody that works in our company, they may be licensed, but they don't necessarily sell. They specialize in either, you know, contract to close, listing management, marketing, inside sales, operations. And plus, it's in order to generate, you know, the business of having a big business in real estate, you have to be able to make it rain. And that's a specific skill set. There's not a lot of rainmakers that are out there. Can I, do you mind me interjecting there? Um, for yeah. some of our non-real estate listeners, um, what do you mean by make it rain? So making it rain is the person who brings in the business to the company and funnels it down. So if it's a, it could be a person or it could be a thing, right? If it's, if you have a, like a heating air conditioning business, I guess making it rain would be the phone ringing. The phone ringing or the emails coming in saying, I need my air conditioning fixed right. or How are you I want to get a new heater. Right. How right? That's right. Marketing. Marketing and, and TV, that. radio, billboards, email, drip campaigns, action plans, and CRM. That requires a lot of heavy lifting. There's not, it's a machine. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. When you look at your business today, and because a lot of our listeners are in the real estate business throughout the country, in the U.S. and Canada, um, what have you found to be the most effective way to generate business for you? Well, people will always say referral. I mean, and we do a lot of repeat business and referral business, but right now what I would say is people should be using video. Video marketing, whether you're using video to on social media, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or you're using video to your database of clients, to your, uh, whether they're past clients, repeat clients, people who have reached out before, talking to them, what's going on in the market. Uh, we have also a podcast, Facebook Live, which is our podcast is launching July 15th. I've done a, over 40 episodes in the last three months. And that's, we, we utilize that platform as well, Be The Solution. So Be The Solution is a video that goes out every week about, you know, you, what can you do as a human, as a company to be the solution? Right. And well, it's, a mo more, it's a motivating that's a motivating piece that goes out. And then there's the Philadelphia market, Metro market watch that goes out. 
And that brings people up to date with what's going on. So you can do videos about pretty much anything in real estate. How to buy a house, how to sell a house, will my home sell? Um, what are some of the biggest pitfalls when selling or buying a house? Like there's, the, there's an unending amount of content that you can put out there and become the market expert in your market. Why don't people do it? Right. This started that question, you know, started my whole last four year journey into what we're doing today. You know, I know what to do, but why don't I do it? Why don't I execute on it? Like, so you execute, right. And you have faith that executing on an idea will produce a tangible result. So how do you have faith where the other person won't execute on the idea? Like what, like, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what, where, how, how did you fill the gap between knowing and then actually executing on the idea versus someone else who doesn't execute? Why don't Well, so if you know that one minute of video, the power of it equals 1.8 million words. One minute of video equals 1.8 million words. You can Google it. It'll come up and tells you all about it. Okay. So if you understand that video is like being on TV. And if you're on TV, what does that make you? An expert. Uh, it makes you an authority, famous, expert. So what, how, how does your credibility rise? Goes through the roof. Yeah. So most of the time people don't want to be on video because they don't like the way that they look. Yeah. Guess what? That's the way you look. Get over it or do something about it. Did I always do video? I started doing video in 2006. Oh, wow. If you like Google it and you wrote like Coldwell Banker in there because that's where I was back then or eight, eight or something, seven, I don't know, one of those years. I did video. I was doing video and then I like stopped doing video because, you know, what do I say? What do I talk about? What do I do? How do I look? I look terrible. Right. All right. And then about uh, almost a year ago, I made a commitment that I was going to do it. And has it helped your business? I think it does. I think that yes, yes. The answer is yes. Not as much as I wanted to yet. We're not at that level, yeah. but we, we, I keep doing it and we keep working on it and I keep tweaking things. And the more content that you can put out, the better you get. I just filmed for my company for our CRM action plans. I filmed in three different setting uh three different times we did 64 videos and they're wow. all yes so those videos will go out to our clients through this process whether before they become a client after they're a client they'll have getting content from me and they're quick short little videos yeah but that they're internal they're not going those videos don't go out to the masses that's for a special people that are in my system. Right. So somebody who's already in your database today, right? However they came in, you have different strategies and different ways to communicate with them. Correct. Specific language per situation. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And we're not done. I figure we need about another 40 or so. Um, I, I could go on from there, but or by August 1st, they will all be completely done. And imp not only done, but implemented because there's a process. It's not like I just do them and then magically they appear. 
we have, there's work behind the scenes that needs to get done. So I have a great team of people that work with me uh, to um, assist in this endeavor. You know, it's not just me. I just happen to be the one who's the, the leader making it, you know, doing it, standing there, having, the other day I had to do one like six times because I kept messing up two words. I am. But I usually I'm a good, I'm a one-take wonder. So I, uh, in between the, the mess-ups, I got a lot of one-takes. So you're executing on it with the faith that it's going to produce a, a tangible result where your com nearest competitor is not producing 100 videos for their pipeline. Why? You have faith that it's going to work. I do. I mean, it's not, I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. Right. I have all these different ideas that I've written down and that I've put out to the universe. I didn't know how they were going to get done or when they were going to get done, but it's been, it's already out there. It's been out there. The universe is now making it happen. I don't know. The universe gets to decide, I guess, when things happen, but I put it out there and then when it's the right timing, I take the action and make it happen. And I do believe that uh, people want to see real. They want to see raw. They want, to, they want the truth. Yep. There's two examples, and you might want to check them out. I'll just say it on air right now because um, it's being recorded. There's a, a gentleman um, in Vancouver, Steve Soretsky, who does great video work and just updating people on the market. Um, He's got over a million views on his YouTube channel now. Um, wow. Um, and then we have a young guy who just, we released today in the podcast, Tom Story, uh, from the Story Team in Toronto. Um, and even when you mentioned TV or video creates authority, um, that's his belief entirely. And exposure beats ability every day. Um, and that's, that's his mantra. So um, I, I like that. Exposure beats ability. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, and I hear what you're doing. I think it's extraordinary. I, um, and, I, and I know how much effort it requires to do it. I know how much effort goes into creating what we create with just this podcast, which uh, my wife is lovely enough to be my support system for it. But you're doing some extraordinary work out there, you know. Thank you. And, to, and when you look at what's next, are you going for the, you know, 200 and 300 and 400 deals? Like, what's the vision for your company going forward? Well, last year I did 187 and we did about 250 um, with uh, my listing partner. And I think this year we'll do, our goal commitment was to be at 500, help, help and assist 500 families to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Now, with COVID, I don't know. It, it it's it'll be up there. I don't know that we'll if we're gonna hit that number or not. I mean, it's gonna be tough just because we kind of lost two months. Yeah. Um. But we have we certainly do have the inventory right now. Uh, to get pretty close. Um, we had a pretty big listing month in June, and believe it or not, in May as well. Even though we were shut down in Philadelphia from March twentieth till May twentieth. So we were non-essential for those 60 days, which was very difficult to believe, but I lived through it. So let me ask you a question. How did you keep your mindset so strong during that period of time? Because you had no clue that you were even going to open up. So that's when I, before um, the end of March is when I started Be The Solution 
and that gave me a lot of adrenaline and I had two choices or maybe three choices, but I, you either sit back and do nothing. You pretend like it's not going to ha it's not happening or you use this as an opportunity to take massive action and to change the trajectory of your business. And that's what we did. So even though we weren't getting the results, those 60 days or minimal results based on effort, right. we still built for pipeline and for future. And we reached out to our community of clients that we work with and we just continue to push forward. And there's a belief system that, you know, look, people have to buy and sell real estate. They just do. And like three things, death, divorce, and default. Those right. three things will always make real estate happen. So maybe there may not be as much. Maybe there'll be less. Maybe there'll be people exiting. I know people are exiting because they maybe already thought about it. It's just like this. Oh, I, I want a new house. I've been in my house. It's too small. They've already been thinking about it. It's too small. But now they have to work from home, so they need a second home office because they're both working. Both parents are working from home. And they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe we need a bigger yard. Maybe we need, we want a pool. So it's the same thing. Like they're thinking about all these things. And now they're like, let's get that bigger house. Well, the same thing in real estate. Maybe I should leave the industry. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm retiring. Maybe I'm going to do something else, whatever. You already had something in your mind. Right. This just moved people to another level. Look. Let's deal in reality. We live every day in uncertain in uncertainty, always. But we didn't live our life like that. We lived our life like it was certain. This just showed us that it isn't. It never was. So it's a different. If you think that that's what changed it it's getting people to wake up and realize that this was all something was always there it just happens to be this at the moment right right and i do believe that you know the strategies that you're implementing are the strategies but without your mind and without your belief in in the activity that you're doing it, it wouldn't work anyway and 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 so that mindset that you hold and that's what i'm starting to see through the course of this podcast and these interviews is that it has everything to do about someone's assumption and belief about what they're capable of. And then they just go do it and they adjust, they course correct, they keep going, they adjust, they course correct. And there's a, a power inside that, which is absolutely outstanding, but very few people access that power. Right. And for some reason you're doing that. And so Somebody asked me, why do I want to do these things that I want to do? Right. And I said, because what else am I going to do? <laughs> am I going to sit home all day? Like, I want to see, I make up these big plans of things I, that I want to do because I want to, I want to see that I can actually do it. It's the accomplishment of doing it. It's not even about money. Like, do I, I, I mean, I have nice things. I have a nice home. I can buy pretty much whatever I want. I mean, within... You know, I'm not saying a jet plane. I'm saying yep. within reason, but it's not about that. It's about it is possible. What is it going to take to make it happen? And what do I need to do on a daily basis to make it happen? And 
continue to grow and to challenge myself. Like I would be bored if I just sat here every day doing the same thing and didn't grow and didn't, you know, put new things into play. Um, you know, and, and one of the things I want to mention, people think Richard is, Oh yeah, she's got such a great life. And yeah, you know, everything's so like road rosy and this and that during this entire COVID, my great uncle died of COVID in and he's very, he's near Milan. My mother and father, after being married for 50 years, divorce was finalized last week. So we were dealing with that. My father now is living in my house temporarily, but he's been there for two months. So you know what? It's not like things are just, there's other shit too. Sorry, I don't know if I say. No, it's great. You know, this, you absolutely be who you want to be. There is other there's other there's other stuff. It's not just like, oh, everything's great. No, but you that's that's separate. It's it is part of you, but you got to be able to continue to move forward, regardless. I love it. I love it. Do you have a coach? Is there someone that works with you on your mindset every day, or is do you have mentors? Or do you I have, have two? I have two. Two people. Yeah. Um, Jay Duran from Culture Matters and John Cheplak from John Cheplak. You know John? They're both fabulous and they both um, assist me in different ways. And I've been with uh, John for a year and a half and Jay for uh, about a, around a year. Awesome. So, awesome. Yes. Good. Two. And I spent a, I, and I spent significant time a month on this. I would say, um, one, three, twenty plus hours a month between the two things, the two, two people. I mean, that's a lot. People don't do that. They don't. It's not. People want to know. There's no secret. The secret right. is getting getting this. getting this between your head straight. The private victories turn into public victories later on, right? It's in that quiet time of that's where you make it. That's, that's the real work. The real work. The real work is here, and it's in your quiet time when you're away from everyone that you create. Correct. Beside that, you just go collect it by doing the activity later, but you make it here in your Yes, mind. that's correct. And the magic happens when nothing is happening. That is one of my favorite sayings. That's beautiful. I'm taking that one. The magic happens when nothing is happening. That's awesome. Because when we're working, we're working right now. We're in a podcast, right? Yep. And then I'm going to get off the podcast and I have calls to make. I have to call some agents. I have some sellers. I have some marketing things I need to do. I'll be shooting several videos this afternoon. That's activity. That's not when creative things happen. If somebody says to me, like, drop on a dime, oh, I need this creative thing. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not in that mood. That's a separate mood. I'm in production mood. Creative mood is a different. Different. Now. So I, I try not to schedule things that are creative when I'm in, in the middle of production because I can't switch gears that quickly. Okay. I like to be in production. I like to go bang, 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 bang. Get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. And then, okay, now it's time. The thing. It's amazing advice. Let me ask you a question. And I think this, you're delivering great value to, and I hope people are listening, right? They're always focused on the how, right? And you're talking about 
something else, which is the magic. Can we, can I ask a how question of you? Sure. In my market, starting today, I want to be the dominating listing agent in the marketplace today. What do I do? <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Do you have expireds? Nope. Well, yeah, they do. It's illegal to call them, though. Do you have investors? Yep. Investors are a great, a great target market to work with because they make their money in real estate and the repeat business. And so let me give you an example of something that I do. So I'll produce a letter that will go out to a grouping of people. It may be absentee owners, it may be defaults, it could be, a, it's a select criteria. That letter will be looking for an opportunity for one of my investors to buy that property. From that, I'll get X number of people raise their hand by picking up the phone and calling me or sending an email or text. From that, I will then secure that business and then I will call an investor and I will sell them that opportunity. The investor will then either build a new house, an apartment, a condo, uh, a, uh, a, there might be a rehab flip. Once that's done, I get that back. So how many sides is that? Yep. One, two, three. Three sales. And then if we're super, super lucky, we sell it to a retail buyer. It's up before. But it's always three for us. So that's a way that somebody could go in today, find those people. Where do you find them? Investors are everywhere. Today in Philly, we have something called DIG. There's the BIA, Building Industry Association of Philadelphia. These, they exist all over. National Association of Builders, you can go there. You can go to Bigger Pockets. I mean, there's tons of online, there's Facebook groups. You know, I would be making videos for these people, producing content, finding out, finding out who your competitors are in the marketplace and doing exactly the opposite of what they do. Got it. Got That's it. a way. And you're right. And you got to work. Like, it's like, you got to communicate and gather names and develop relationships and, and figure out a way to communicate with them. I'm assuming like you have a CRM already. And right. Like, so like for us, I'll say this, the, when the opportunity presents itself, we have a system and a process around that opportunity. And I don't say leads because that's kind of, mm, I don't like it. So we call it opportunity. When the opportunity presents itself, a new possible listing, we have a series of steps that happen that is very extensive before they even, I even have a console. And we're doing things before that happens, little things that lead up to when the time I speak with them, it's sticky. Yeah, it's already Meaning, been, yeah. Hmm? You've already done it before you even do it. Correct, so I'm just affirming that they're working with our firm and now I'm gonna discuss strategy. Because the marketing and all that, all that information has already been pushed out from my staff. And I'm in videos and I'm talking about this and that and they get the marketing presentation. All questions are answered. Now we're talking about strategy, their goals. It's always about them. Yep. And it's about me. It's about both of us. 
So their goals, and then I take, I make a strategy based on what their goals are. Yeah. And so I win a lot. And there's not a lot of, they're calling me directly. We know that 75 plus percent of people will list a property with the first agent they speak to. So if you have your stuff in order, you should be able to turn that opportunity into a client. It's amazing. I get it. I, I get what you're saying. And I hope everyone's really listening to this. Um, very few people will implement on what you're saying. But, um, I'm very tactical. Right. And what I've learned is that all things work when you work them. <laughs> so you, know, you got to work them, right? It's So the growth of your business is inside of your business. The growth of your business is inside of you. Right. Right. Because you are your business. And so the better that you can get as a human being and personally develop, the better your business will get because you'll be able to understand how to work through conflict and you'll understand how to let go of resentment mm. by having honest conversations with people because most of the problems are due to conflict and not having honest conversations. I hear you. And now I know, I hear one of your coaches in your words. <laughs> it's really good. I appreciate you so much. Um, I know for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, I will make a trip to Philadelphia when we are allowed to get down there. And I need to spend some time with you and inside your business. It's amazing. I would love that. That's fantastic. And uh, hopefully by, by the time that opens up, there are great restaurants in our great city will be reopened because right now they are we are still in yellow in philadelphia it'll be a, a great date weekend when my wife will fly down and it was you know the great thing is that when i hear someone like you speak you resonate deep within what i would want to do in my own life so i really appreciate you sharing and opening up thank you for being you and um if there's anything we can ever do for you let us know Thank you. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me on the Peak Results Academy podcast. And if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Maria, um, about buying and selling a piece of property in Philadelphia, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can call me at 215-607-3535. They can Facebook Messenger me. I do answer all those. Uh, they can also email me at maria at callmq.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Maria. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? 
And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. We'll chat soon.